The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh-Moller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, not so much with that intro here <laughs> at high noon at the Star in Frisco, Texas. Uh, it is mixed shots. That's with an X. M-I-X-E-D. We are mixed today on mixed shots here in the SWBC podcast studio. Uh, I'm Mickey Spagnola. Nate Newton is in Bill Jones's chair. Hi, how you doing, you know, Mickey? <laughs> and Christy Scales is is at Everson's chair. So the plan was to have mixed shows uh, here on Monday after the bye. It was supposed to be myself, Bill Jones, and Christy Scales, but Bill got SOSed to Houston for Game Seven of the American League. Uh, championship series so he won't be here today or tomorrow he's got baseball duty and we're grateful that there's a game seven tonight that's so that's exactly good. right that's good we did not want bill back here today no offense to bill but it means they keep playing and deciding game tonight so it's super exciting and christy's talking about the texas rangers with a 9-2 win on sunday over the astros and game seven is tonight you pay attention to baseball? No, I don't, but I'm happy for the Ranger fans. I'm really happy for excited for them that they're doing well. That was pretty good drama last <laughs> night uh, with the Rangers going into the ninth inning with a 4-2 lead. They made it 5-2, and Adolis Garcia comes up with the bases loaded after he struck out four times with – Mighty swings, by the way, on every one of those strikeouts. He didn't get cheated. He didn't hit the ball. He didn't get cheated. And as he came up with the bases loaded in the ninth in a 5-2 game, I was sitting there watching it, and he's getting booed and booed and booed for the little dust-up they had uh, two days ago. And I said to myself, you know what, buddy? Just knock the S out of this ball. And he did. Grand slam home run. How about that? And shut that crowd up quickly. In fact, some of them. Sent them home. They they literally were turned and walking up the aisles before the ball landed in the stands. They (laughs) sent them on their way home for a 9-2 Rangers win. That's great. I'm happy for you fans. I really am. I've seen your pain over the years. And there was pain on Friday. Friday. that was terrible. Oh. I had to call certain people four and five times. Like, hey, man, I understand. You okay? You yeah, good? You know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our baseball talk. And uh, we're getting back to business after the Cowboys buy uh, over the weekend. My, they haven't done anything since the game Monday night, right? In practice Tuesday or Wednesday. They had to be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
I didn't see a lot of activity out here today. No, they're here for their across-the-hall meetings. That's right. And then what they did, um, PR, instead of having the in-person press conferences changed with Coach McCarthy and then having players available, they changed it to uh, conference calls. So not a lot of media out here either. But, Nate, with these across-the-hall meetings, did you used to have those back in your day where the offensive players would meet with defensive players on the Cowboys staff and get some self-scouting and some pointers from – people the on the opposite side of the coaches. hall. So yeah. for so for example, as an offensive lineman today, you would be going in front of uh, Adam Dirty, who is the defensive line coach for the Cowboys, who's done some scouting work on you to give you some pointers or if you're giving off, you know, tipping off anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Did you, did you guys have any kind no, of across no, the hall meetings? No, 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 no. That, that's great, though. I, that, that is really innovative. I mean, you know, and who better to know you than your own coaches who've seen you all since the OTAs, you know, and seeing what you need to work on and what you need to improve. You just got to take it to heart, you know, and make sure you uh, take out the final points of what they've given you and, and go to work on it. You know, yeah. we always talked about one of the, Jimmy's best quality was self-scouting. Yes. Not so much the other team, but scouting his own team and being – uh, real about it too, not sitting there going, "Well, these are my guys; these are, they're all good." Right, right. Jimmy, Jimmy was good at that, and you know that used to happen. But halfway through, he'll do a big self scouting. Not a first buy, he would do a big self scouting, and uh, you know he'll tell us. But it would be not so much individually, even though he did that all during the year. But uh, you know, as a whole, what we needed to do offensively, or defensively, or special team wise, what we needed to. Uh, Add on the takeaway. So. And be a realistic of what you could do against the next yes. opponent, right? Yes. Uh, that, 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 that's, that's the key to it, uh, to look at yourself and say, okay, we're not this, but we are this, and we can do this, and we can't do that. And that's him with him and Norv and uh, Coach Wanstead. They were great at that, them, them, them adjustments, them little tweaks, you know, to help you be a better player. So other than that, not a lot of football going on. Oh, and after all this time off, they have a day off tomorrow. Yeah, now, now we're back on the regular schedule, so to speak, in terms of Monday is basically kind of like a two-thirds or a half day normally used to review what happened the day before. Then players have Tuesday off. Uh, Coaches are finalizing the game plan through Tuesday night, and then Wednesday starts game uh, day one of game plan installation. So it'll be back to that normal routine this week, although the at least the coaches did get a head start on the Rams. The Rams uh, dropped a game at home to the Steelers yesterday, so um, coming off a loss and uh, getting a couple of key players back from injury but still uh, missing some key players on, on offense. They have Cooper Cup back, but a lot of injuries there uh, at running back, but at least now it's the Cowboys coaches who have the advantage in terms of extra time to prepare because before going into a bye, there were some times where they were going on a short week or things like that. So so we'll we'll see what kind of plan they can put together for the Rams who come to town on Sunday at AT AT&T Stadium, and it's a noon kickoff. We don't get too many of those. So finally get one of those. we don't, yes. (laughs) Um, And so this notion about, oh, how much can you improve over the bye, well, there's no practicing over the bye. So, uh, you know, they get back to practice, as Christy said, uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, basically the same schedule. They just don't have to travel. And, 
you know, that first part of the season, five of the or, or four of the six games were on the road. Now five of the next seven are at home. Uh, so, you know, no coast-to-coast traveling, getting in at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning the next morning after a game. Uh, so if they were smart, they should be well-rested uh, and uh, ready to go. Uh, Christy mentioned the Rams uh, got beat by Pittsburgh 24-17. They dropped to 3-4, and four, uh, and they've lost two of their last three games to the Eagles and to the Steelers. So it's not quite the Rams team we remember. They got wiped out at running back uh, with injuries, and they ended up re-signing is it Daryl? Daryl Henderson? Yeah, Daryl Henderson, who who actually had a good game 18 yesterday. 18 for 61. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he touchdown. played He played well. He played well. They had to sign him last week because they've been without uh, Kyron Williams and um, Ronnie Rivers. And so, um, and then another one of their players Can I was say inactive. Who? Which, say. They're running backs that they're without. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. who are those guys? Yeah, but uh, basically had to, and Henderson, if that name is familiar to you, it's because he had played with the Rams before, but he was a free agent, and they end up having to bring him back. But um, they, Wait, he wasn't the guy that came off the couch in the playoff game, was it? I think so. The other guy that ran over the Cowboys? They, mm. That was one of the games out there where – at yeah, the, the Cowboys could Cowboys couldn't stop them on the on the ground, but um, they they haven't had as many injuries as they had along the offensive line last year. That's what really killed them last season. But this uh, new young wide receiver who has really stepped up uh, before they got Cooper Cup back from his injury, this Puka Nakua. Oh my gosh! If I were a Rams fan, I'd be ordering his jersey right now. I mean, he's 58 catches so far, just two scores, but um, four games of uh, at least 100 yards, and man, is he fun to watch. Pretty good size and just, you know, fearless over the middle there. He made this toe-tapping catch along the sideline yesterday, and it's like, how in the world did he come down with that football? And there's no, they're going to review it, and it's going to be incomplete, and then you watch the super slow-mo and you see him get his toe down. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup with the Cowboys secondary this week because now Cooper Cup is back and health, relatively healthy, but this Puka Nakua, he has really, really shown up. So that's, it's going to be tough with uh, Matthew Stafford having all of those weapons. You know, one thing I did notice, and I didn't realize it till I saw the stats on the game, uh, Brett Maher is their kicker. Oh, mm. boy, he had a tough day yesterday. He, he missed three uh, out of four. Missed three uh, of four. Two, two field goals, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, he did. So and then he missed. Wave and then he missed an extra point, too. Yeah. yeah I've been checking away. Yeah, right. See if he's still there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he missed poor a guy. 53 yarder, 51 yarder, as Mick said, one of the um, extra points. And. It was tough, you know, and it's not one where you can say, oh, the snap was off. I mean, it looked it looked like the operation was good, but, um, you know, felt bad for him because he's, you know, one of my favorite guys among the recent Cowboys that have been here. But when he missed the extra point, it's like, oh, man, now everybody's going to start talking about the playoff game last year. And of course they did. So um, and and it came back to to bite him those uh, points because. That was uh, seven points off the board, right, with the two missed field goals and the extra point, and ultimately they At least one of the field goals I saw hit the upright. It did. It doinked doinked off the left upright. That was the first one, the 53-yarder. So um, very tough day for our buddy Brett. 
So um, looking at the NFC East, obviously the Eagles won. Uh, so they moved to 6-1, 31-17 over Miami. That's kind of an impressive win. It was very impressive. The way the Dolphins have been playing. Did, did you watch any of it, or were you all watching uh, the yeah, baseball? I was watching yeah, baseball. Was watching Actually, I was doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jordan you Davis, Fletcher Cox, uh, yeah. the Carter kid. They did, they, oh. Does that bring back memories? You know, people. When you can line up and just tell a team, you're not running. You you gonna you got two elite wide receivers and a nice tight end. Try them because nothing that boy they that first quarter and a half they said no. Number ninety is that Jordan Davis? Yeah. Jordan, what, mm-hmm. Woo! That is real. That is a, that is a man full of grown, and uh, and they was going against backups. And that, and that just made it even worse because I think Miami was missing three starters. And they yeah. like, not this. They just told them not. Maybe with your starters you can have a little bit more success. But that's where they won the game. In the first quarter and a half, you know, when and, uh, and I think Miami lost the receiver for a little bit. And it was all about Tariq Hill in. And, and uh, they had the running back. I can't think of his name. They got him from the uh, 49ers. He still had a – Nice day catching Most, the ball. Yes. Mostert. Most, yes. That, how does that kid jump around the yeah. way he does? He mm-hmm. is an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Well, to show yeah. how that defense performance was even better, they really only gave up 10 points because seven of them were an interception yeah. return for a touchdown. Yes. Otherwise, it's 31-10. You know, so for everybody that um, – and I just – and I and I can tell people. I mean, you know, people say, well, "My wife, you must love the Eagles." No, 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 no. I love when you know who you are, and you can demand certain things. And and that that's that's what I'm just praying that the Cowboys can do. But now I wonder with the uh, with the loss of uh, Diggs, because now I'm looking at more and more how the loss of Diggs have really really affected our team. Uh, you are asking more of our safeties, and then when you lose Leighton, uh, it, it just stretches our safeties thinner and thinner and thinner. To now, we don't look like that fundamental big three safeties that we normally normally have. So that that digs thing that 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 is that that knocked the sales out of these guys because we were already a team built to we were built to have leads, and if we had leads, then we could just unleash that fury of our defense. But now when everything is ticking tack, you as a as a defensive coordinator, you just can't be flashing all around and have everybody just shooting from every angle. You got to take care of your runs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that digs thing was a big loss. And the Eagles run game too, in which Jalen Hurts <laughs> I know he finished with eleven rushes now. Three of them were kneel downs at the end, but you just well, can't. Five stop. of them were one yeah, yard yeah, pushes. Yeah, the push tush. Let me tell you. Tush so. push. But 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 it's unstoppable. And you know, they talk about leverage and whoever has the lower pad level. I'm sorry, some of those dolphins they were low and they still couldn't stop them. The, the thing the thing uh they got they got it. You know, in another year, they may not have it. I mean, either the league or take it away or whatever, but they just got it right now. It's that thing they got, you know. We we ain't never seen it before in this league where one team got this certain thing that no one else can do. 
Uh, it starts with the center. That little dude, we Kelsey. laugh at him. Yeah. He's six foot three, four, 290 pounds at the most. That's probably, you know, on a heavy day. But he moves the biggest of guys. It don't matter. And so they just got something special there. But that thing is an injury waiting to happen. Yeah. The put, because the, you the know what's push? happening. Yeah. Because you know what's happening. If you notice, everybody's starting to dive over the top and try to grab him before yeah. he can get down and hide. Right. Well, the, the thing about Jalen Hurts is um, he the reports came out after the game that he played that second half with a brace on his on his right. knee, on his leg. And so, uh, of course, he's downplaying it when asked about it in the locker room afterwards. But, yeah, you've got your franchise quarterback, and that's arguably your most reliable play. But how many more times can you have him out there and ask him to do that? But they relied on it last night. It was three or four of those that they had. It seemed like they, they, ten. They, they converted they three of them, the I think, out. on the same mm-hmm. series. One of them. Remember, yeah. they weren't going to yeah. do it, and then they yeah. called the timeout. In their own territory. Yeah, they, yeah. But they had to do it twice because there was penalties on both plays. Right. Offsetting penalties. Offsetting. So a second time. But see, Swift is the difference maker. Yeah. Did he make it out of that game? Uh, I think he finished the game. Swift um, is the – Getting him from the Lions. What a great Did you not – I did not know how tough he was and how elusive he was. I did not know that. I did not see that in Detroit. And uh, when you, I, I tell people, when you have an offensive line, and that is that is why the Eagles and Philadelphia has to jump on us right now. I just hope that uh, our offensive line took very good care of themselves. They didn't need to practice. That's one time I'm gonna say, fellas. Crowd chamber, ice tub, whatever. Just, just get healthy. Our offensive line need to get healthy, you know, because I write tackle. You, you know, I, I'm telling people you can't, can't judge him. He just come off a major injury, so I'm not gonna judge him. Like last year, I wasn't judge him. I'm not gonna judge Michael Gallup. Not coming off a major knee injury. I don't care what today's technology is, you know. And I, the gentleman at the right guard. He's beat up, and our center has to uh, – our center is just a little bit above average. And when you're dealing with a player of that nature, injury crushes that, that edge that they have. So, you know, the, the normal edge that Biotis has, he's kind of lost it. Our left guard is our left guard. He's physical. He's tough. Uh, and our left tackle is just getting older. I mean, you, you can't – you ain't going to beat Father Time. So they needed this rest. They needed to uh, look at film and to uh, kind of call Coach Delore if they can and say, hey, what do I need to work on? Uh, what do I need to be looking at? Because we ain't going no further than this offensive line, y'all. I mean, you can put everywhere. It's two things, that kid digs and our offensive line. That is, that's what I gathered just by thinking about this, this bye week. This thing really wrecked us. When Diggs went down in our offensive line, not playing as good as we think it should be playing. Let's pick up with that offensive line talk here on mixed shots when we return in a moment. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back, back to mixed shots. Mixed shots is also prevented, presented by K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Christy Scales along with Nate Newton, and we are filling in for uh, Bill and Savannah. Why are you laughing, Nate? Because the one radio K-Post person mess, messed up. K-Post will prevent leaks and all of that, but they can't prevent Mick from invading your ears at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But see, it's they proudly present yeah, yeah, Mick yeah. shots. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> so we got a Monday night game tonight. Is that right? Yeah, yes, sir. We got San Francisco, San Francisco, Minnesota. And they say McCaffrey's going to play in spite of the oblique injury. So we'll so, see how effective he can be if, he, if, in fact, he does start. Going into that game, then, there's only three teams in the league with one loss. Kansas City, 6-1, and one, the Eagles are 6-1, and one, and San Francisco is 5-1. and one. So with the Cowboys at 4-2 and two in the standings, right, uh, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 teams with just two losses. Christy. How about that? Christy, tell Mick to let it go. <laughs> this dude got a newspaper, y'all. He got all this tech. He all the all high tech. But, Mick, look, look, Lenovo has provided us our buddy, Gerald Youngblood at Lenovo. We yeah, have our brand new computer. But I don't, have to, I don't have to call it up, Thank find you, a Gerald. website. I got it all right here. But you can go to your phone and, and, and ask Siri to do you in. But then I got to make sure I've got a connection. 
It's you have not a connection because you got your phone on. Mix shots brought to you by Old School Broadcasting. That's right. Newspaper business, buddy. Miss <laughs> Chris, I see you're a little bit more up to date. Not much more, but uh, yeah, bit, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. I I also am one of the few people that still takes the uh, delivery, uh, the newspaper where they throw it in your, in, in your yard, yard yeah, yeah, in your driveway. Yeah, when so. they decide to bring it. Hey, no. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> He got the newspaper and still criticized. There you go. Wow, me. Well, sometimes the delivery's not real reliable. Okay. <laughs> your your computer's more reliable. <laughs> okay. Thank Use you, it. Thank yeah. you, Gerald. Thank you, Lenovo. Yes, absolutely. Maybe All right. Amazon shouldn't deliver your paper because they're pretty reliable. Oh, they probably should. You know? Yeah. Next day delivery, like prescriptions or things yeah. like that. All right, we are in the uh, SWBC podcast studio here on this Monday. And if anybody would like to give us a call, 888-855-2297. We were talking about the NFC East. We talked about the Eagles winning. And in the other game, anybody watch that? No, New York. Giants, Washington. I did, I did, unfortunately. It was the noon game, right? It, it was. Check your it cough was. button, Christy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fourteen to yeah. seven. The Giants finally won another game. Fourteen seven. But hasn't the Giant had success against the Redskins recently? Or just me guessing it. No, they they actually. That's one of the few teams that yes. that they've have have had success. They actually got their offense going in the second half. Tyrod Taylor actually looked pretty good. They took some shots down the field and so um to the rookie wide receiver and so they were able to get some chunk yardage in that game. But that that was some ugly, ugly football but uh, made it tight at the end. But I have to admit, I was rooting for the Giants because, you know, the of which just one win going into that game and the Washington with three, it was in the Cowboys' uh, best interest to have uh, the had the Washington team lose one of the games in the standing. So that's what happened. But yeah, nice win at home for the Giants. Two and five Giants, three and four Washington. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like I said, you know, I, I, I'm still old school, and I just believe that. You just do you do what you have to do as you you know in this house you know so you know like my wife when she was going for the Steelers oh come on Steelers come on I'm like you like the Steelers oh no no they're going against the Rams because they that's who playing the Cowboys next I'm like Why don't maybe we need for the Rams to win so they'll be big headed if we can get them in you know, I, I don't know I just Cowboys do what they have to do. They are the better team. Well, it was interesting watching the Rams yesterday because we were talking about last week when the Cowboys were at the Chargers there mm-hmm. at SoFi Stadium, and there were so many Cowboys fans that the Chargers offense that they were having to use the silent count. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that there were even uh, more Steelers fans there at SoFi uh, wow. yesterday than the week before Cowboys fans going against the Chargers. So first play every, every time Stafford was in the shotgun, they had to do a silent count because the Steelers fans just totally took over SoFi Stadium. So that's two in a row at SoFi mm-hmm. that the visiting team took over the stadium because mm-hmm. the Cowboys did take over that stadium. Yeah. California, they Monday do it a little bit different. California, yeah, right? you know, that's a melting pot. It just proves it is a melting pot. Man. Well, you got that right. Yeah. So let's go back. Oh, 
we'll, we'll do that next because we only got two minutes left in this uh, deal. Well, so, I mean, you're the senior guy. Anyway, you should be able to do a show as long as you want. I can do just keep going. <laughs> yeah. can, can, can I ask one thing since we've got just a couple minutes before the break? What did you guys think of the Eagles throwback jerseys last night wearing the Kelly Green and the, did it make you think of Jaworski and – Harold Carmichael and Bill Berge and all I those guys. I thought there was something wrong with the color on my TV. Really? It was okay with me. I mean, you know, it was okay. My wife was talking about it. You know, hey, look at this green. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, I kind of liked it, although yeah. I, I have heard it made them stand out. Yeah, it made them, it it looked, made them it stand good. out. Yeah. It looked good. It looked good, and it reminded me. I remember uh, Danny White telling a story one time where he drops back and he's going through his progression and just needs to dump the ball off. And uh, Bill Berge, the linebacker for the Eagles, intercepts him. You know, mm-hmm. he never saw him. You know, losing his peripheral vision, and he's just going to get rid of the ball real quickly and never saw Berge. And it's because those Eagles jerseys back in the day, 70s, early uh. 80s, all that, it was the same color as the artificial surface, that kind of Kelly green, right. literally the same color as the uh, – AstroTurf there at uh, Veteran Stadium, and so it literally blended in. And so when Danny's, you know, looking away and then just dumps it off over here and doesn't fully look just in the peripheral vision, never saw a burgie. It's like, how'd you throw it to him? He's like, well, I never saw him because he blended in with the turf. Hmm. Hmm. That's one thing about old Danny. He can make it right, can't he? <laughs> he can make it right. He wasn't worried about the helmet. Uh, no, Danny, man, I love you, baby. All I right, love you. let's take this break, and then we will be right back on mixed shots here at the SWB. Mixed shot got on his coast to Kelly Green Studio. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgate's going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back, back to mixed shots. Rally Days, presented by SeatGeek, gives NFL fans an experience of a lifetime the day prior to Dallas Cowboys home games. This Saturday, October 28th, enjoy activities at Miller Lighthouse, get a behind-the-scenes tour of AT&T Stadium and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for more information and to get your tickets today. That is, It is so much fun to be out at those Rally Days, see all the families coming. There'll be some Rams fans there, too, so thank you to them for coming a day early and spending your money there in Arlington, but uh, rally days. If you haven't been to one, I highly encourage you to come. Often get uh, autographs from former players. There'll be uh, some Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders out there giving autographs. And so, go again. You can go online to attstadium.com/rallydays for more information. So they can only put so much of that interview on TV. Tell them what you were watching. Jonathan was it? Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. He he threw. He threw. He just told him. He, you know, they they been getting their behind kicked, and I guess it's because of the uh, it was the Giants. He said same same old stuff for seven years. We've been getting it, and he used the word uh, stuff yeah. like ten times. Yeah, in I just, I mean, I, all that's not called for, but I, I guess when you're tired of it, yeah, and you just think you deserve better, you know. Well, they had their offense just gave them no chance whatsoever. The the Washington defense played pretty well yesterday. Yes. And but I mean, Sam Howell, absolutely no time to throw the ball. I mean, he is on pace to being sacked more than any player in NFL history. So uh, he's going to top Derek Carr than, by over 20. Yes, yeah, and, Derek and, Carr. and Derek Carr. Now, that was the um, Houston Texans inaugural season. So there was a reason with an expansion team why your quarterback's going to get I was killed. So glad but when it, that it's guy ugly. It's ugly. David Carr. Yeah. Just because he had taken such fair. a beating. That, that was not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So, which gets us back to where I was going to ask you previously. Yes, sir. We talked about offensive lines, which I think you agree with me. There's not enough offensive line to go around in this league. And no. Boy, if you get an injury, uh, you're going to have problems. So, your uh, analysis of what the Cowboys' offensive line did in the last two games, having – the starting five back together for the first time. They, they need work. Uh, they need to get healthy. Because uh, it's alarming when I see uh, people be able to uh, just get on to Zach and make plays on Zach. And uh, and then uh, that, that that's kind of alarming. But I know what's wrong with the right tackle. He just needs to work. He, he's, he's been hurt a whole year. You know, and my left tackle, he's just an older gentleman. But uh, I just uh, – they need to work. And I've always – y'all have heard me say it to, to, to just to the end, you know, everybody say best five, best five. I say give me five above average guys that willing to work, willing to get in sync and uh, and, and basically relatively healthy, you know. And uh, this line is not healthy. Uh, uh, and they need work. I mean – 
it, and I hate to say this because I love that Zach Martin got paid. And make could tell you, that's all I wanted him to do is to get the president. Paid. Yeah. But all the continuity flew out of the window when he missed the, missed those couple of weeks of training camp. It all flew out of the window. Then he came back and he got hurt early in the season. That, that you know, and um, that's the reality of it. Uh, and we're still sitting right here, here at four and two. We we're fortunate. What these guys do this week here, the last week and this week, for us getting together, trying to stay healthy, it's gonna it's gonna take us as far. You know, uh, I'm not. I, I'm thinking that uh, Coach McCarthy is gonna see Dak from this past game, and, and he's gonna like, hey, hey, Dak, where's that guy been? You know, the instinctive Dak that I've always felt. He was when he's his best. He's instinctive, you know. You move him around. You you let him move around. And I ain't saying running. Like I tell people, what happened to all of those options? The run pass mm-hmm. options, uh, the bootlegs, all of these things. You know, uh, I'm not saying Dak can't read defenses, but give him a one-two, throw it away, a run. That is when he's always been his best, and uh, that's the Dak that I want. And I, that's the deck that I'll, you know, people are like, well, you, you grow over the years. Yeah, we grow. We find out what you, oh, yeah, he can do a little bit more of this. But it also tells you this is why we drafted him in the fourth mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. So, I, can, can I have I want to go yeah. back to the offensive line uh, one more time? Because you mm-hmm. talk about the lack of continuity, Zach missing yeah. time, and then, of course, Terrence at right tackle mm-hmm. coming off the injury. How much is it that it's a – Different offensive line coach. Yes, it is. And then also McCarthy. Still going. You're still going to have some. It's mostly carryover, but there right. are a few differences with him. How right. are we seeing that as part of the it, equation? It, it is. It is to a certain extent. But these guys here, when healthy, are athletic enough to do it. What Coach uh, Solari is uh, asking them to do. Uh, he's asking them to be physical. Uh, he still do a lot of combination blocks. The, these guys, when healthy, they can get out and run. Mm-hmm. They can trap. Uh, but the biggest thing is that your center, your center, your center is Tyler Biotis. He's an above average guy. He was a Pro Bowler. And and, uh, and what I mean by that is, uh, he's the type of guy that's serviceable. But when when you're above, just a slightly above average guy. When you get injured, I mean, like his, you know, his hamstring is mm-hmm. is hindering him. Right. Okay. Now all that toughness and grittiness kind of go out of the window because you're thinking a little bit more than you normally would. Whereas you just flow off the ball and you just did did everything without thinking. Now you're thinking. That takes away that little bit of, that little bit of advantage you have. So uh, we've not been solid in the middle. You know, a lot of sacks has been coming in because Dak the pocket has been collapsing down on him. So uh, we're not playing good as offensive line, and this team is not going very far. If our offensive line can't stay healthy, uh, and, and I'm not against putting T.J. Bass or, or the Riches, the awesome Riches or, or Doga, I'm not. You know, if they need to be in there to get one of these guys truly healthy, let's get them in there now so we can make this run after Thanksgiving. So, do you attribute the offensive line to? kind of the inability these last couple of games to run the football? Uh, yeah, we know who Tony Pollard is. I think we know who Rico Doddle is. If there's a hole there or something, you know these guys going to get in it now. 
So yeah, that 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 is it, man. It started with the 49ers, fellas. They one on one beat us. Yeah. They weren't right. running no games and stunts mm-hmm. and run blitzes. They lined up with four guys, two guards over the two guys over the guard, two guys over the tackle, and they had Fred Warner in the middle. You know, they beat us. They beat us. And then a little bit of that happening, uh, even with the um with the Chargers. They they kinda got after us and um you know, and I've always tried to maintain this, Miss Christian and Mick. You're not strong because you got a great left tackle. That helps. We know we got a, a mainstay for 15 years, but what makes you strong is when you got a center and two guards. So you can run people around the horn so your quarterback can step up and see what's going on in there. And, uh, that he he haven't been able to step up a couple of times. That they almost beat the ball back there, so uh, it's not going well right now. But I just believe if these guys get healthy and they continue to stay healthy and play together, they'll be okay. All right, let's go to Scott in Jersey. Scott, you're on with Mix Shots. Hey, Mix Shots, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Long-time listener, I miss Bill Jones. Chrissy, I listened to you for 20 years because that's how we listened to the game with Brad Chan. So it's nice to finally see you, you know, out and about. But um, I just want to know, like, my question is, we're always grading the players at this time, how they do, Cora. Really grade our coach. And I'd like you guys to grade what you think McCarthy's doing because some of the decisions, and even this year, last year, they're very questionable. Um, You know, Going forward, last week it was it was just a couple of bad calls. I think he he makes. I just would like to know how do you guys feel how our coaching is doing this year? And um, I just want to say, as Everson Walls would say, "Go Cowboys!" Always. Thank you for the call. Go Cowboys! I wanted to ask him which plays that he miscalled. The one uh, I assume you mean going into the half where there was eight seconds yeah. and you let it go down to three seconds. I'm Scott, I bet that's the one that one of them that you're referring to. And thank you for listening all these years to Cowboys Radio. We appreciate you. But that one, uh, I was standing right behind McCarthy uh, on the sideline. He was down at about the 25 or 20 yard line. And so uh, and he was talking with the down judge and pointing at the uh, clock, the game clock as it was going down. It was field level uh, there uh, in the end zone. So all along, he wanted it to go to three seconds. And he was playing it conservative. There's no question about that. But it's what he said a couple times last week and and even kind of hinted at it earlier in the season that he feels that the strength of this team is the defense. And so he's going to play to the strength of the team. And um, but I, I, I was mildly surprised. I mean, I, I would have stopped it, you know, at eight seconds and tried to take uh, at least one shot at the end zone through the air because you had plenty of time to do uh, at least one pass play and, and then still have time for your field goal. See, everybody, uh, remember when it was fourth and one and they went for it and didn't get it? Mm-hmm. I wanted them to kick a field goal then. I, if, if, if the strength of this team is your defense and these guys play better with a lead – Give that defensive lead. Give that defensive lead and make that other coordinator prove to you that they can they, they can come through this. And uh, I, I'll wait till maybe after Thanksgiving because it just all starts for me. After Thanksgiving, then I'll start looking at his play calling. Uh, you know, your offensive line, 
and I hate to keep repeating it, but you finally get your offensive line back together. We finally uh, figuring out uh, who C.D. Lamb is, who uh, Coop, uh, who uh, Cooks is, and everybody like, well, you know, you had that. You know what? I understand, but I'll start making all these judgments after the Thanksgiving game. That's when I because now. You'll either be in the mix of this thing or you'll be out of this thing or you'll be trying to crawl back into it. So I just want to see as it goes on uh, what – what because I don't think it's going to come down to Coach McCarthy. I think it's going to come down to uh, offense. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, but those, uh, on that play sequence, yeah. uh, here's where I thought they made the mistake. They had a second and 10 at the twenty their own 29. There was 55 seconds left. They completed – the 23-yard pass to C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Now it's first and 10 at the Chargers' 48, 50 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And when they ended up completing a pass to Gallup for 11 yards, well, now you're in field goal range for sure. But the next time they snapped the ball, 27 seconds left. They let 23 seconds off the clock. 23 could have called timeout. You had two timeouts mm-hmm. left, right? And then you would have had more time when we got to your scenario when it was first in what goal at the eight. You would have had much more time left to be able to try to take a shot at the end zone. But there was no reason to let 23 seconds run off the clock. That's what I thought. Well, I think that what Scott and other fans and media, why it um, stands out so much is that decision to be conservative there at the end and uh, settle for the field goal was that it's atypical of what we'd seen McCarthy do the first three years here. He's the one that's going for it on fourth and whatever, fourth and three at, you know, uh, the plus 45 with However much time on the clock, you know, he's he's been had been so aggressive with his play calling uh, on offense. And of course, he wasn't calling the plays. It was Kellen Moore. But it's still his decision on whether to go for it on fourth down. And, and it is, has been so aggressive. But this year, it's more like putting on the brakes. So he, it tells you what he thinks about his own offense. So he, I would say that Nate has a lot of that coach has a lot yeah. of the same concerns as, as you and Mickey yeah. do. But uh, the only thing with complimentary football is when your defense is giving up 42 points, you better put your foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, but that's, I'm with you on that. I hate that, but that, that ain't the only game in town, Mick. I yeah, mean, I know. Yeah, People, I'm going to tell you all something. Y'all either going to put your eyes on that one red wood at a time or, or, that, uh, or that big oak going to fall on you, that 42, gonna, that 42 nothing, gonna, whatever it was, going to fall on you every week. You got to let that go. You didn't cut that tree all the way down. It's still hanging. Don't let it fall on you because you're just sitting there wondering when it's going to fall. Just keep playing. You got about, two, about what, six or seven more redwoods you got to cut down? Yeah, let's go to work. I mean, right now you're four and two, and we had an ugly loss. Let that ugly loss go. I mean, you're, that's you're, just life. You're right there with Quinn when he talked to the players about not looking back. Yeah. And he used the Usain Bolt. <laughs> analogy when you're running a hundred meter dash you're not looking back you're looking straight ahead yes yes and, yeah. and, and well, you're, ru- and you're right i got you i got you how many games we got left 11 11 you got 11 games left and that was the big scare for me and i you know that we, i said what if we don't win 
the 49ers game. How are we going to uh, let our you know help our players recover and and be the best they can be? Because uh, I think the players put more on themselves than the coaches did. The coaches realize that that bad thing can happen, so they know they got to continue to coach and to continue to improve and to, to help the player. But when you you know that's why. A lot of times, you know, people didn't like Jimmy because he would shut us down. He would verbally shut players down. Like, hey, man, you're talking too much. Mm-hmm. And now that, that doesn't work in today's society. And, and just where young Parsons just would not let it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just took it way too far. And uh, so that kind of lingered right on into the San Diego game. And you kind of saw that lingering effect on them early in the game. And they had to pull themselves together, and I'm glad they did. And with that... It is 12.49, so we can't linger any longer. We have to move on. Christy, Nate, thank you for thank joining you. me. It was a, a fine mixed shot. Yeah. And tomorrow we should be back with Everson, Savannah, and myself while Bill is either doused with champagne tonight or tears one of the <laughs> let's two. hope he's ringing out the champagne from yes his absolutely shirt. and that's it for mix shots here at the star in the swbc podcast studio for a monday afternoon deliver mick paper on time whoever you are go cowboys this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!